wife and I had been hoping to start a family soon, so we decided to shop around for a larger house. We live near Philadelphia, where there's a specific style of historic house that I've always been interested in. We found one in particular that looked great. It had been built over a few hundred years back and sat on several acres of land. The entire property was ringed by trees that gave a good amount of privacy as well. We did a walkthrough with the realtor, who told us some of the details of the house. A Prohibition-era gangster had apparently designed the place as his retirement home. The only thing that bothered me was just how cheap the price was. Judging by the size of the lot and the surrounding houses, it was at least a million dollars cheaper than it should have been. Why is the place so cheap? I asked the realtor. What, is it haunted or something? Not that I've heard, the realtor said with a laugh. The previous owners are trying to make a cash offer on another property, so they're hoping to sell fast. I'd recommend you make an offer if you're interested. Our tour took us back outside where a man with a long beard and dreadlocks was pushing a mower around the lawn. That's Johan, the realtor said, pointing him out. He's been the landscaper here for almost 25 years. His grandfather was actually the one who built the place way back then. Shame they had to sell the family home, I said. I was soon distracted by another part of the house, though. My wife and I talked it over. We were both both nervous about how low the price was, but we figured that sometimes offers that are too good to be true really are true sometimes. We put an offer down, and just a few days later, we'd moved into the place. A few days after moving in, I went to check the lawn work that Johan had done. There were several areas where he'd completely missed cutting the grass, and others where he'd stripped the grass all the way down to the dirt for weed whacker. I checked the nearby tree and saw, a lo and saw long gouges where he'd stripped the bark away. I walked into my wife's study. I think we need to replace Johan, I said. I like our old service much better. My wife agreed, so I kept an eye out during his next appointment. Later that week, I heard the sound of a weed whacker going in the backyard. I shot a glance through the window and saw Johan trimming some of the grass behind a tree. He was shirtless, which made how skinny and gaunt he was all the more clear. As I watched, he set down the weed whacker and walked up to a tree. He embraced the tree as I watched him in confusion. I walked out the back door and called out to him. Everything okay out there? He spun, surprised, and happiness written across his face. I don't know if you've ever had interactions with someone who you can tell what isn't all there, mentally. With most people, you can get a general read of their thoughts just by looking in their eyes. Not with this guy. His face was pleased to see me, but his eyes were pits of absolute insanity. I instinctively cringed back. The tree is telling me about you, Johan said, pointing. This is my tree. Oh. Okay. Listen, Johan, I said, taking a few steps forward. I think we're not going to need your services anymore. I've decided to start doing my own yard, yard work. Good exercise, you know? He shook his head. Please. I've been doing this my whole life. This place is my life. He got down on his knees. Please don't fire me. I sighed and rubbed my forehead. Sorry, I want to do it myself. Really. I'm sure you'll find another house that requires your servitors. His face darkened immediately. Liar. What? You'd never get your own hands dirty. The tree told me that. This is my house. You can't send me away. I felt a wave of heat rising in my face. 
my anger made all the worse because he was right. How dare you get off my property? This isn't your property, he spat. He picked up the weed whacker, rubbed it up and started running at me. I turned and ran as soon as I saw him going for the machine. I slammed the glass door shut and locked it and then yelled for my wife to call the police. Yarn screamed, spinning the plastic wire of the weed whacker against the glass. I grabbed the knife from the kitchen drawer and waited for the police to arrive. Once they got here, they arrested Johan after a few minutes. I decided not to press charges, figuring that the less contact I had with him, the better. It was a few, sta few days later when I noticed a smell coming from the kitchen. After a little searching, I found the body of a dead bird underneath our refrigerator. We brought a cat with us, so I just assumed it had caught the bird in the, in the yard. He'd only ever done any hunting before, but it was only an explanation I could think of at the time. I disposed of the bird, but the rotten smell didn't go away. I wondered if its blood had seeped into the floorboard somehow. My wife and I searched for the source of the smell for a few days, but it only got worse over time. We completely emptied the refrigerator, hoping that it was just some rotten food we'd forgotten to throw out, but it just continued to get worse. It started to get so bad that we avoided the kitchen altogether. I made an appointment with a contractor to see if there had been a sewage leak under our house. Later that same night, I walked into our kitchen and heard the sound of something falling inside the wall beside the refrigerator. I walked up to the wall, listening. Nothing was moving in there, but the smell was absolutely horrendous. Then I did hear a sound, not on the wall, but in the room, in my attic. I shot to look up at the ceiling and spotted a square that led into the attic. Aha, I thought, it must have been a raccoon or some other predator. I bet, it's, I bet all its prey is up there. My curiosity got the better of me. I had to check. I pulled the refrigerator out from the wall until it was underneath the hatch, and then climbed on top of it with the help of a nearby chair. I turned on my phone light and pushed open the hatch, ready to let it drop in case I saw a coyote and an angry possum rushing me. Instead, I saw Johan. He was completely naked from the waist up, looked to be covered in feces, and was staring at me with a wild, crazed expression. In one hand, he held what looked like a half-rotten piece of fruit. It's my house, he roared. I stumbled back, letting the hatch slam shut above me. I tumbled back over the refrigerator, letting out a howl as my left arm shattered as I broke my fall. Marge, I shrieked. Marge, help me up. I got to my feet and hobbled towards the stairs as she rushed down in her nightgown. What's going? She asked, gasping as she saw me cradling my arm. Get the keys. Now, I said. She was confused but obliged me. We got in the car and drove away towards the emergency room. I called the police as we went, telling them everything that had happened. Then, immediately sent a text to my realtor. We're putting the house back on the market now.